Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast business series. This podcast is about building your studio empire, whatever that is for you, whether you're just getting started or striving to hit the elusive $1 million mark. This business series will give you the confidence and know-how you need to transform your studio and give you the business you've always wanted. So sit back and get ready to build your dance studio empire. Welcome to the Dance Studio Empire podcast. I am Jen Dalton. I am your host. And today I'm going to be discussing a topic that is important for all dance studio owners to understand. And that is how to deal with unrealistic expectations from your dance parents. Now, whether it's expectations around the performance, uh, progression in classes, or maybe where they're moving in classes, or even if it's just the day-to-day operations of your studio, it can be really challenging to navigate these situations. But with the right approach, you can build a strong, positive relationship with your dance parents and help them understand the value of the experience you're providing for their child. And I think that's really good to remember and highlight that you're providing an experience. And so it's up to you to make sure that your parents are aware of that. I have heard some shocking stories in the past from dance parents who stand over a studio owner or even the teachers. Um, They intimidate them, they threaten them. It's it's quite crazy, isn't it? Like when you think about it and maybe you've been through this, maybe you've experienced it. My husband always brings me back and he says to me, um, you're not a brain surgeon, right? You're not saving children's lives here. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. You know, we, we really have to keep it in perspective. So when these parents are going so crazy and so unrealistic about things they're bringing up, we have to just remember that um, you, you obviously have to care, but in a way, just switch off and not care. As, as long as your intentions are, are good, as long as you're confident in what you are offering, who you are, um, then, you know, definitely care, but don't let it get to you. Don't take it personally. We're, we're doing the best we can. We are, as I talk you through a few of these points, as long as you are covering these, doing these with the best of intentions, then you should be able to sleep well. All right. Now, personally, for me, we are very lucky, really, when it comes to the, the this particular type of personality in a in a dance parent. Um, but that's that's also because we are predominantly a recreation school, so we don't have that competitions, the competitions, um, the the exams. We're not we're not sitting at a status like trying to keep a status. Um, where we are very clear with who we are and we attract those people. I'm also very clear and I don't advertise or market to this particular type of dance parent or as more commonly known as the dance mom. Um, yeah, I, we don't because we don't sort of, we don't give them what that, that particular personality wants. However, in saying that every now and then they do slip in, they do slip through my door and even as recently as the end of last year, I did have one and she, it really triggered me and reminded me of, you know, these type of parents. And then 
going back and you know looking at the way we we do everything in our in our studio how we you know setting up our expectations and communicating and all that's all, all those things which i'm going to go into in a, in a minute anyway um but yeah it was enough to sort of like shock me into oh yeah that's right so I got a bit complacent um but yeah and <laughs> you want to hear this story okay it's not one of my proudest moments i'm just going to say that up front okay but this particular dance mom she decided this particular day and we were at the end of the dance year so it was um you know concert was just around the corner you know i mean the sheer number of costumes that we're getting in for our concerts are just incredible all the new enrollments were happening like it was all all happening also what was happening was we were navigating the death of my auntie which was my mum's sister and so we had the funeral and a whole string of things sort of in a row um so it was a it was a particularly hard week and then this dance mum decided that was the week she was going to come and have a go at my mum now normally i am my mum it doesn't fight back but if i see anyone having a go at any of my staff members i will always step in straight away and i will diffuse the situation and i will i will take control of the conversation because I always <laughs> say to my staff, you do not get paid enough to have to deal with um, crazy people. There you go. I said it. No offense to anyone. But um, yeah, so this particular mum decided this was the day. And unfortunately for her, maybe unfortunately for everyone, um, I also was not in the right frame of mind. And so instead of stepping in to deflect it, I actually stepped in and aggravated the situation more which as i said not my proudest moment but she was like yelling at the top of her voice the customer is always right i i pay for this so i have i get to have a say and blah 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 and she just went on and on and i just i basically was like here's there's the door here's your money back see you later like that's it and as it turned out, my mum actually flipped it around and she ended up being the peacemaker. But anyway, needless to say, this person is blacklisted. Like they will never, ever step foot back in my studio. Um, even though she said, oh, we'll re-enroll in term three for next year, for just before the concert. I'm like, no, you won't. Not today, sis, not today. Anyway, so it was a good reminder for me that there are people that come in and they just have these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations so what is it that we can do to deal with that or prevent that or manage that okay so the first thing is to just have really clear expectations up front so establishing clear policies uh, procedures around everything so from class schedules to attendance to performance expectations even things like how parents can communicate with you um, or if they have an issue or a problem how can they let you know or let someone know like what's the process make sure that you give them a clear path on how to do that otherwise it can get crazy or they start talking within themselves and then it just starts you know festering into this negative um, disgusting environment in the waiting room so we don't want this um, by doing, by, by being really clear with, with how you, um, you know, set your studio up and your business and how you want it run, this just helps mitigate misunderstandings and just unrealistic expectations down the road. And so for us, I have, I, I tell my, 
my parents, my t- it's all on the website, everything. I have all the costs up front. I have expectations for concerts. I have expectations for rehearsals, um, anything extra, like things are going to have to pay for. So stockings, they're going to have to pay for stockings. They are going to cost this much. They need these, these shoes for this style. They need this outfit for this. So I tell them everything up front, including all of our concert dates so that they, at the beginning of the dance year, when they are enrolling their child, they sign a document to say that they've read everything and they agree to everything so that they can never come back and throw it at our face that, oh, we didn't know, oh, this is an unrealistic cost or how ridiculous that you'd be doing this to us right now. They don't have any, like a leg to stand on because they've been given the information and they get to make an educated decision with the information at hand. And I've just found over the years that actually, um, it just saves a lot of stress and hard work for not only me, but for my teachers and my manager as well. Um, yeah, so that's always worked for us. But yeah, setting those clear expectations is just, yeah, it's really good because like even the old, oh, we booked a holiday over the, the mid-year concert date. You know, why didn't you tell us? I'm like, well, actually you did, you knew about that. I've had that booked in since this time last year because it's always booked in. So they can't get angry at you for not telling them stuff, which, you know, I know it sounds unrealistic to, to us, but to them, it's like, why would we not organize um, our dance studio around them? Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. So the next crucial thing is just maintaining open lines of communication with your dance parents. And this love it or not means taking the time to listen to their concerns and their feedback, but also being really transparent about your approach and your expectations as a studio owner. So sometimes when you get confronted by a dance parent or they call you a little bit different on email because email is tricky because you can't hear the tone that they're typing in. So it can, you could read it in an aggressive way or you could read it in a passive way. You know, that's where emails do get a little bit tricky. But in a lot of cases, if someone's coming up and saying something to you with an issue or feedback or something like that, they actually just want to be heard. You know, most of the time they feel like they have, you know, they've got a right to an opinion or something's bothering them. So once they say it, you can sometimes just nod your head and go, oh, I'm really sorry you feel that way. You know, have a nice day and, you know, pat them on the head and give them a smile. Um, Sometimes you can just do that and that, you know, will be enough for them. Sometimes they might actually have legitimate issues that may need addressing. Um, And it's better that you know, you know, I would much prefer if there's something going on, there are issues starting, I I would prefer to know early so I can get them sorted. That's, that's how I work. I think the problem with a lot of us sometimes, like me with my not so proud moment is we just automatically get defensive. So if someone's coming up and because it is personal, right? You've put your heart and soul into your studio, every decision. I know you're not making it quick. You're laying in bed thinking about it. How am I going to make this, you know, cost effective and easy for my parents? I know this. So when someone comes to, you know, what feels like attack you um, with these, you know, unrealistic expectations, we tend to sometimes just get defensive and like not listen and shut them down. So I do understand that. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I put it to you. Just sometimes don't do that automatically. Just smile, 
let them be heard, and then reassess where the conversation's got to go. And I think sometimes that parents just have these unrealistic expectations because they don't fully understand the dance world. You know, a lot of parents are living vicariously through their child. You know, they're living out their their childhood dreams by sending their kids into the dance world. Um, you know, where possible, just take time to educate your parents about the art form, you know, what they can realistically expect from their child's dance experience. And of course, this is going to be different, you know, across the variety of studios that we all have, but it's just a matter of, of, of educating them. Um, it can also be helpful to get support from others in the industry. So whether that's a Facebook group of studio owners, or you've got even a community of business, uh, a small uh, local community business group, connecting with others that are facing similar challenges can sometimes give you enough support and resources that you need to, to get through these times when you have to deal with these people. So yeah, at, stepping outside sometimes can, can just help. So I do um, suggest maybe trying that too. Um, finally, uh, it's crucial just to stay centered and focused on your mission as the dance studio owner. Like I said before, you you have to care. Obviously, you do care because it's your, your baby, it's your business, it's your studio. But don't take it personally. Don't try and try and remove yourself from from these people coming at you. Um, be confident with who you are, be confident with what you offer and what your intentions are. So if all your decisions are being made with the right intentions, then you're you're good. You're, you're good. So we just have to go back to making sure those expectations are clear and making sure the parents know what they are. And that's really all you can do. Um, if you're feeling like you need to um, check in with yourself as the lead, as as the leader, you know, you're feeling a little bit, you are lacking confidence in some places. Um, if you go back to episode 40, I talk about leaning into leadership and some ways you can do that. And so sometimes that might be enough just to get you back on track. Um, but yeah, I just, I want you to know I'm with you. <laughs> I, I feel you, even though I probably am lucky that I don't deal with it as much as some other people. But then just keep coming back to why that is. You know, why are these particular people getting through your door? Is it down to your marketing? Do you need to reassess your marketing, who you're targeting? Is it that you're not communicating clearly? Um, you might think you're communicating clearly, but if things are still happening, um, these people are still getting through the studio and, you know, they're still having a go at you all the time. Um, maybe they're not understanding the way you are communicating. So you could just check in with that and maybe try it a different way. Uh, that is not uncommon uh, at all. So yeah, maybe try that. But that is it for today's episode. Like I, I hope that these tips have given you some helpful insights in how to deal with the unrealistic expectations that some of your dance parents uh, bring to the table. Remember clear, clear communication, education, and just focusing on your mission. You can, building the strong relationships is probably part of your retention. It should be part of your retention and just providing that best experience that you can for your dancers. All right. Remember that the value of the experience you're providing, as long as those intentions go back to what it is that you're, you're choosing to do, you're making it about your dancers, you're doing the best you can, then you 
definitely can sleep well at night. All right, I am going to leave it there today. I hope you have got something from this episode. Please share this with others, um, other studio owners who may benefit from it. Um, I would really appreciate that. Uh, The more we can share, the easier the journey is going to be for all of us. All right, until next time, keep on dancing. Hey, studio owner, if you are ready to have classes so full you need a wait list, an incredible team who are exceptional with your dancers, or simply generate more revenue for your studio, then I want to invite you to join Dance Business Academy. Now, whether you are just getting started or striving to hit the elusive $1 million mark, Dance Business Academy will give you the confidence and know-how you need to transform your studio and build your dance studio empire. Just send me an email to info at danceteachercentral.com and I'll send you through the details.